This is News Talk 980 CKNW. on this Sunday morning. Just a reminder, in the final hour of the program, we are going to check in with Jen Murtagh. She is a former executive director of the CKNW Orphans Fund. She just got back in one of her new roles from Africa, from a trip with One Girl Can. And we're going to talk a bit more about that, about the organization, about the work One Girl Can does, and about the trip itself. So we'll talk about that just after the nine o'clock news. Also coming up in the final half hour of the show, if you travel with allergies, Claire Newell will be here to uh, let you know about some, well, some tips if you're traveling with allergies, things to make uh, your travel go a bit smoother, things you want to make sure you think about before you head out wherever it is you are going. Claire also has some great deals for us this morning, so we'll talk about those as well. But uh, it is the half hour where I'm going to open up the phone lines, uh, get the conversation going, and this is something uh, that I don't think there is a simple answer, but I'm curious as to what your experience has been, and if you have an answer or if you have an idea on what can be done. Is it more patrols? Is it community watch? Is it more policing? And talking about the ongoing opioid crisis, and I know there are many different arms to the crisis and different things going on, but I want to talk specifically about something that I've noticed in my community. I've been talking to people. They have told me they have noticed this increasing in their community. And it's no big surprise if we're talking about an increased number of people with addiction in the city, if we're talking about a big increase in the number of naloxone kits being carried around, then we are going to be talking about an increase in needles. And you see them everywhere. And the reason I want to talk about this this morning is because of a story we had this past week, and that was where a needle was found in Fox Park in Port Coquitlam. And it was found because a child was stuck with the needle as the child was playing in the playground. The needle had been buried under some of the pea gravel in the park, and the child was taken to hospital. The child was tested. And on the bright side, we've heard from Fraser Health saying it is very rare for somebody to get a disease from a needle prick. And that is good. That's reassuring for the parents, I'm sure. But what about the child in this case? And what about the fact that somebody was pricked by a needle in a playground? And this is not a one-off in this park. Parks everywhere have needles in them. Uh, There's a park in Vancouver just uh, by the Granville Street Bridge. If you use transit or if you walk over the bridge, it's called. I think it's actually called the Granville Loop Park. And it's just a small park. There's a playground that was just redone. The city spent a fair amount of money redoing that whole playground, putting in bark mulch on the ground for kids to play and have fun. Well, not 100 meters from that park is the underpass for pedestrians to walk. So you don't have to walk across the bridge. And so you can get to other parts of the city. Well, in that underpass, I have a friend who walks that way. It's on his commute to work. Needles all the time. He's taken photos. He's documented the needles, the needle paraphernalia in the underpass. And I get it. If you're somebody looking for a place to inject, it makes sense. Maybe it's in the middle of the night, what have you. It's dry. It's secluded. I myself don't walk through there at night. But needles everywhere. This friend called the needle line, called the the city of Vancouver to ask about getting the needles removed. And got uh, this mailbox is full 
to the line where you report and hopefully have a team come and pick the needles up. He then called, I believe, 311 and they were able to help him out and he reported where the needles were. They were still there for another good two weeks before uh, that needle was picked up or that cluster of needles was picked up. But from what I'm told, there are more needles now. This story certainly is not a one-off. It's happening everywhere. And the reaction to the child being stuck with this discarded needle in Fox Park was there are going to be more needle sweeps. There are going to be more rakings of the park grass before kids can play and more uh, people looking for these needles and cleaning up the parks before kids go in there. Uh, Is that good enough, do you think? And uh, I want to hear from you on this topic. Give me a call. I want to know if you've had a similar situation as far as seeing a needle. Are there needles in your neighborhood, in your laneways, on your streets, in your parks? What can be done short of hiring a giant squad of people to literally comb every park, every alley, every doorway in Metro Vancouver. What can be done? And I heard uh, somebody the other day having this conversation, and this is another reason why I wanted to bring this forward today, was uh, somebody saying what we need are places to discard the needles. And if there was a safe needle discarding bin in every single park, that would help. Really? Do you really think somebody who is injecting whatever drug they are injecting in a park, be it day, evening, morning, night, is going to be of the sound mind needed to pick that needle up then and throw it in the garbage or throw it in the needle receptacle? I would like to think they were because that would really help solve the problem. But I don't know that somebody who is in the throes of addiction and doing that in a park whose life has taken them to this place where this is what they are doing really gives a crap about the next person who comes by and gets stuck by that needle. And also, is that not encouraging people saying, hey, go ahead, shoot up in this park? Because that's not okay. It's not an appropriate place to be doing that. If you're you're of the mind that you're so conscious of what's going on around you that you're going to put your needle in the bin, then I would hope that you're of the mind that you know it's not appropriate to be shooting up in a playground. Start 9898 on your cell phone if you want to give me a call, 604-280-9898. And 1-877-399-9898 is a free call for you. Uh, let's check in with Rob on the open line. Good morning. Morning, Joe. A uh, couple of things. Uh, first of all, the, the overall drug strategy, there isn't one nationally, and that's one of the biggest problems. There's not enough funding going to the areas that need to be uh, developed in order to get some of these people away from it. Secondly, when they treat criminality as a result of those trying to get purchased drugs, they don't divert it. There's no programs to divert them, so it's, a, it's an endless cycle. I work in the retail industry. It's about a 7% uh, loss prevention, yet the margins that these stores make, some of them are only making around 7% uh, in total. So you see, you're going to see more retailers go under if you don't harness some of the problems that are happening with the, the drugs. I mean, the, the, the needles in the parks, uh, we, we, I work at a retailer, we supply spots where they can actually put the needles because they'll shoot up in washrooms. I mean, that's the alternative you're going to have. You're not going to be able to open enough uh, centers in which to have these people take their drugs. You've got to find a way, a bigger strategy of reducing those, that many people that are on drugs. I, I agree. Now, when you, you, when you um, set up the receptacles, do people use them? Uh, they do. I mean, we don't take care of it because it's done from an outside company that comes in and cleans that out. 
uh, just because of obviously the possibility of being pricked or, or, or getting a disease from these needles. Uh, so we don't really know what the numbers are, but the fact that they're there, it gives them an alternative. We don't find any needles outside of that, but I, I mean, obviously we can't control what people do once they're in the washroom. Uh, the, the strategy, I mean, I can't believe that the, the national government does not have a strategy or program for this. These people are, are transients in a lot of cases coming into our province from other provinces because of the warmer weather. And they bring, a lot of them bring their drug habits with them. And the, the problem is we don't have the resources to take care of that as a province. We need to have, or a city in that matter. So there, my suggestion is they have a regional area outside of the lower mainland that's isolated so that when the people want to go to these programs, there is no chance of them getting the drugs. All right. Uh, Rob, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate uh, your thoughts on that. Um, lots of people wanting to get through on the open line this morning. Uh, Carrie, your thoughts. Oh, good morning, Joe. Um, I think the four discarded needles are going to be everywhere. As the last fellow said, the washrooms in parks or whatever. To me, the... Um, solution would be instead of having park or excessive park employees going out collecting them, give the addicts a dollar for to bring them back. And believe me, they won't even be bringing their own back. They'll be looking for others. And a dollar is an incentive. It may seem like a lot of money, but it's a heck of a lot cheaper than the wages of civic employees going around collecting them. All right, Carrie, thanks uh, for the phone call. A recycling fee for needles, uh, just like uh, pop tins, uh, beer cans, uh, what have you. Uh, we'll take a couple more calls before we have to take a short break. Nick is on the line. Nick, what are your thoughts? Hey, how you doing? You know, it's funny because uh, my idea is just what your previous caller said. I was saying, you know, if you hired some of these folks that are spiking up in all these locations, and they probably know other locations that nobody else does, and maybe, you know, a buck a needle uh, as a return incentive. I was saying, why don't you just hire about 20 or 30 of them? Some of them, I'm sure, would be willing to work for a minimum wage to go around and clean up in the areas where they know their pals are spiking up constantly. I think that woman's onto something, and I think it's an idea worth investigating. All right, Nick, thanks for the phone call. Two people now saying uh, we should have a recycle fee for return needles. Uh, Peter is on the line. What are your thoughts? Hi. I, I, I think we have a very simple solution to this. Just simply stop giving out needles for free. We gave these guys the needles to soon up. So make them to, uh, to recycle that. Bring it back before you give you another one. Uh, we spent millions of dollars uh, uh, giving out these, these needles for free. I'm a diabetic. Every needle I need, I, buy it, I have to buy it. And I, I, I would take care of it after I use it. Why don't these addicts do the same thing? Stop giving out free windows. All right, Peter, thank you for the phone call. I will take one more uh, caller, then we will take a short break. Steve is on the line. What are your thoughts? I think it's uh, just a question of putting more, like, they have to get places where these people can go to get treatment. Or else this needle thing is always going to happen. The bringing back needles for money, I mean, they'll probably just steal needles out of the drugstore, out of the boxes full, and bring them back for money. And that's what I feel, that there should be more treatment centers. All right, Steve, thank you for that. I think there's a lot of agreement that there there does need to be more treatment centers. That's certainly what the province was talking about with the details 
of the uh, $31 million. Uh, if you're on the line, stick with us. We will take more of your calls talking about this uh, issue, part of the opioid crisis. And I think it's any community you live in, some more than others. What do we do with the increase in the number of discarded needles? How do we keep it so kids playing in playgrounds don't have to worry about getting stuck with a needle as the child in Fox Park did this past week. We'll continue with your calls, star 9898 on your cell phone, 604-280-9898 and 1-877-399-9898 is a free call for you. More of your calls when we return. 849, we are talking this morning about one arm of the opioid crisis and that is the increase in the number of needles we are finding in parks alleyways, roads, sidewalks, doorways, you name it. Some in more communities than others, but talking about this in part because of a story this past week of a child that got stuck with a discarded needle in Fox Park in Port Coquitlam. The good news, according to the health authority, is it's very rare for disease transmission through a needle prick. But that's probably little comfort to the parents of that child and to the parents of children who play in that park on a regular basis. It's certainly not only in that park. We're seeing an increase in needles in many different places. So my question to you is, have you noticed this? Do you have an experience you'd like to share with discarded needles? What do we do? Do we hire more teams of people to go out and sweep the parks and to make sure they're safe? Uh, Do we, as a couple of callers said, put a price on needles, bring them back, get a dollar back for each needle? Do we stop needle exchange? I know there are health officials that would say that is absolutely the wrong idea because uh, they prove to cut down on the transmission of disease, and they're an important part. However, we use the term needle exchange. It's not really needle exchange. You do not need to bring needles back to get new needles. That was how it was set up in the beginning. That certainly isn't the way it is now. So the phone lines are open, star 9898, 604-280-9898, and 1-877-399-9898 is a free call for you. Uh, Rob, you were just on, but you have another comment to make. Yeah, actually, a couple. The first thing is with regard to the uh, the needles being picked up. There was a program in Surrey that was a uh, volunteer or, or nonprofit based that was canceled by the BC Liberals under Mr. Factbender's uh, lack of wisdom. I believe it was privately reinstated, and that should be expanded throughout the whole, whole lower mainland. The second thing is one of your callers mentioned about the needles being stolen. I don't think that can possibly happen because needles in BC, as far as I know, have to be prescription-based, and you actually have to take a course. I have two children with type 1 diabetes. You have to take a course on the safety of handling needles uh, and get a permit on that to, in order to get uh, be able to purchase the needles through the pharmacy. So they're, they're not sold uh, on the shelf. They're sold over the counter, as far as I know. They are. You're right. I've purchased needles, though, and I've traveled in countries where I've felt if I needed medical uh, attention, I wanted to have my own needle. I think anybody, and they're, they're not that expensive, but I think anybody can go to the counter and buy them. Uh, you have to have the permit. In other words, you have to take that program. You have to have a certificate. If you don't have it, you're not going to get the needles. Oh, well, that must be new because I didn't need a permit when I did it. Did you do it in Canada or did you mm-hmm. do it somewhere else? No, I did it in Vancouver. 
Wow. Okay. Well, maybe they maybe they thrown the program. Maybe they should reinstate it. <laughs> maybe. All right, Rob. Thanks for your call. Appreciate that. Uh, we had a couple of other callers say uh, we should have a refund for needles. Uh, treat them much like recycling. And if you bring needles back, you get a certain amount of money back for each one. What do you think about that idea? Phone lines are open. Star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell phone six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight and one eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight is a free call for you if you would like to reach us uh, that way. I did get an email as well from a listener in Nanaimo saying, don't have enough time to say everything I want to say. However, we have the same problems here in Nanaimo on Nanaimo on albeit a smaller scale. I don't think this problem is going to go away anytime soon. Definitely not the way it's being dealt with by the government. I don't agree with safe injection sites, pop-up sites, etc. I suppose they save lives and it is an emergency response to an emergency situation. I get that. Until we build proper treatment centers where people can spend up to a year, if necessary, to literally rebuild themselves and not just get off dope, those people are ruined. Uh, They need so much more than just a 28-day spin-dry treatment center uh, than to be kicked back to the streets with one welfare check. Um, and the email goes on. I want to get to some more of the calls uh, to uh, on this topic before uh, we have to break for the news. But appreciate um, the email from uh, our listener in Nanaimo. If you want to send me an email, jbennett at cknw.com is the email. Or you can also call the buzz line if you can't get through on the open line. That's 604-331-BUZZ, 604-331-2888. Nine nine. Uh, let's check in with Ed. Ed, good morning. Morning, Joe. Uh, on the needle issue, I just wonder how many. It's the needles that are hidden, that are buried, that someone wants to hide because they don't. They think they're they're trying to fool somebody that there's no needles being used in the area. Those are the ones that scare the hell out of me. And I don't know if if you're going to have any better luck with. A ten cent refund or whatever they're proposing. I don't know. It's a good, good idea. Maybe try it, and if it works, and it it'll save on the cost of putting out thirty dollar an hour city employees. Maybe that's not a bad idea. All right, Ed. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. So we have time for at least one more caller. Steve is on the line. Steve, your thoughts? Hi. A short answer is more of the sharps containers in the areas where the needles are being found paying people or paying the people that are using the drugs to pick them up or return them, not going to happen. They're already making extremely poor decisions about doing drugs and pouring money into the programs that are already not working. It's not helping. It's the needle exchange needles that are being found. Right. But do you honestly think somebody, and if you use the phrase poor decisions, you're already making a poor decision in that you're in a park and you're injecting drugs into yourself. Do you really think you're going to be of the state of mind to then think, oh, I need to put this in the safe receptacle? Chances are not. But putting more needle exchange programs for them to go and and, and shoot, uh, they're not going to go to those places. They're going to want to shoot right away once they get it from the dealer. And that's over in the bushes here and there or where they're hopefully in their eyes, not going to be harassed by the cops. They can get motivation from the street workers and other folks that are out there to make sure you put it in a uh, in a container or else there's going to be heat from the cops for kids getting stuck in the parts, which is just not acceptable on any level. 
All right, Steve, thanks for that phone call. We do have to break for the news. So if you didn't get through on the open line, you can give the buzz line a call or you can email me and I'll share some of your responses as well. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.